Welcome to A Transforming Word with Pastor Bill Buffington. This program is a ministry of Calvary Chapel Inglewood. Today on A Transforming Word. God is not necessarily looking at how much we give, but, but how we give. Would it, that's not the amount that I give, but it's what does it cost me to give it. And it's different, you know. As Jesus looked at that group, there were people that gave out of their abundance. It didn't really cost them anything. Um, it was out of their abundance. And other people gave and it was really costly. Sometimes there's people that don't have very much, but in in measure of what they have, they've actually given more. And so, you know, something I believe is important when we give uh, to the Lord that uh, we should pray it through. In today's message, Pastor Bill will continue his message on giving money to the church. In some churches, the giving doesn't end until the church gets enough money. This is not biblical. In a Bible-centered church, no one is giving out of guilt or shame. And contrary to what you might think, God doesn't mind if you don't have a lot to give. What God cares about is your heart behind your giving. Are you only giving to appease Him? Or are you cheerfully giving out of the overflow of blessings He's given? Now here's Pastor Bill in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 8 as he continues his message, The Grace of Giving. If you have, you know, the wherewithal to go to school and do God, God made that available to you. Whatever it is that you're able to gain, a proper understanding would be that everything I have comes from the Lord. I'm, I'm blessed. So the ability to have something to give comes from God. It's also a grace to be in a place where I understand that not only is what I have comes from God, but my willingness to give is also a grace. Because some people have, but they don't have a willingness to give. They don't understand grace. Um, it's a grace to have. And it's a grace to be willing um, to give of what I have for the benefit of others. And so, um, so I, I guess as we walk away from that before we move on, it is important that we recognize everything we have flows directly to us from the Lord and that we want that to flow through us. I want to be a recipient, but I also want to be a conduit of God's grace. Um, the Bible says in Acts chapter 20, verse 35, that it is more blessed to give than to receive. And my mind on that verse used to be, yeah, it's more blessed to give than to receive. I'd much rather be in a position to give. That means I have a lot than to be in a, in a position of receiving. But um, I think it's more than that, right? Anybody here ever needed something and somebody blessed you, gave it to you? Anybody? Was it a blessing to receive when you needed it? It was. I, I've been there. I've definitely been in a place where I needed and someone just blessed me or whatever. And it's a blessing when you need to receive. It's a blessing. It's not, I, I, won't, I won't diminish that in any way. When he said it's more blessed to give, than it is to receive. Um, God said, look, it's, it's a blessing to be on the receiving end of grace from someone, but it's even more blessed when you're in a place that you have and you're willing to give. And I believe that many times it's those that God blesses, those that will be givers, those that will be generous, that God said, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a good stewardship of what I place in your hands. You'll continue to have something to be stewards. Some people, even as believers, have become permanently fixed as receivers. I just take, I take, I take, I never give. Don't be that. Um, there are times when you want to be a gracious recipient of things that you need, but when God has blessed you, you want to also look for opportunities to be generous and gracious in your giving. And that's going to be giving within regard to the work of God within the church. Sometimes it's going to be giving to people. Sometimes you're in a position, you're blessed, and God brings people your way, and you know that they have need, and you could help. Um, you want to be generous. That should be, that should characterize us as believers we should be a generous people um, because God has been generous with us. Amen. 
And so I want you to note the contrast in verse two. It says that they were in a great trial of affliction, but it says they had joy. It says that they were in deep poverty, yet they abounded in the riches of liberality. That means they abounded in their giving. And so how do you get a group of people that in the midst of they're going through it themselves? They're in a great trial of affliction, but somehow they have an abundance of joy and they're in deep poverty themselves. They're, they're struggling Yet they're abounding in their liberality and giving. And I believe it's this. Those are the very conditions that could keep keep cause some people to say, I can't give right now. I'm struggling myself. You know, that's why I can't I can't participate in giving. Does God want me to give even when I'm struggling? It's a question that we'll answer. What about when you're broke? What about when your ends aren't meeting? Are you still supposed to give? There's somebody that feel like, no, God want me to take care of mine first and then his. And I'm going to tell you that that's not correct. That's not really that's not really you don't see that in scripture. Um, it makes sense. But the Bible says don't lean to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him. and He will direct your path. It makes sense to me to say, well, I don't see that I have enough. So I'm not giving to anybody else. So I get mine taken care of me first. That makes sense to me and my selfish 2017, you know, mindset. But that's not biblical. It's not it's not. I don't see that in scripture. I don't believe that's how God would have us to be. So they had joy while they were in affliction because they weren't focused on themselves. They were going through it, but they were looking at this other group saying, hey, guys, let's let's focus our energies and efforts, not on focusing on what's going wrong with us, but how we might be a blessing to them. Yeah, we're, we're, we're impoverished. We don't have everything that we need right now, but we're still going to get something together. and We're going to send a blessing to them because they're they're in a worse condition than we are. And so um, it was part of not focusing on themselves. Uh, they focus on the needs of, of others and being a blessing to others. This is an acronym for joy. Uh, some of you guys may know it, but it's Jesus, others, and then you. And um, sometimes that's, that's, a, that's how you get back to a place of joy. Just put Jesus first, then others, then yourself. Put yourself last. Some people don't have joy because all they can look at is themselves and what they want and they don't have. So self-focused. Um, you can have joy in, in, in serving and giving to others even when you don't have and so here's this. Should we give when we're broke? You know, when we're in poverty, when we don't have enough, should we still give? And I don't say this to be self-serving, you guys. I'm, I'm wanting to give us Bible. I want to give us what the Bible says. I can think of a couple examples where God highlights those that were that were giving out of poverty. And he didn't tell them not to give it. He actually commended them for what they were doing. And so if you're writing notes, you can write down Mark 12. 41 to 44. And in Mark 12, 41 to 44, um, this is the, the widow who gives her, you know, her might. And um, I guess if they're the smallest, you know, two mites would be less than a penny. And so she gave, you know, she didn't have very much, but it's um, Mark 12. I'll read 41 to 44. It says, now Jesus sat opposite the treasury and he saw how the people put money into the treasury as many who were rich put in much. Then one poor widow came and threw in two mites, which make a quadrant. Again, it's less than a penny. So he called his disciples to himself and said to them, Assuredly, I say to you that this poor widow has put in more than all those who have given to the treasury. For they all put in out of their abundance, but she out of her poverty put in all that she had her whole livelihood. And so Jesus here, I want you to notice it says that Jesus was looking at how they gave. He didn't look at what they gave. He looked at how they gave. That some people give out of their abundance 
This woman is giving out of her poverty. He was looking at how they were giving. That's important for us to note when it comes to giving that that God is I give I give as unto the Lord. So one of the reasons why we don't do the whole march around. I came out of a church where when it was time for tithes and offers, some of you guys maybe been there too, where you had to march around. And we had four marches at our old church. First, you marched around for tithes and offering. And, you know, in, if you can imagine the setup, the pastor's here, the, the minister's up there, the deacon's board is right there, the thing is right here. You marched around and you gave tithes and offering. Sit back down. Then it was, you came back around, pastor's love offering. The pastor's right there. That's how much you love me? You know, like... Right there, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not making this up. That pastor love offering, you walk around. Then it was building fun offering, and then every week because there was never enough after the tithes offering, the deacons would go back counted. It was never enough the first time, no matter how much it was. Um, they came back and said, "Hey guys, we're gonna need, I need five more people to give a hundred dollars before we can move on." And service was not moving on to that that five hundred dollars. And then so you might stand up and we would all clap for you, hey brother, yo, man, brother, you know, you guys are bringing a hundred dollars, and, and there it went. So here's what's wrong with all of that. Um, God says in Matthew 6, he says, when you do your charitable deeds, he says, don't be like the Pharisees or the hypocrites who love to be seen by men. They love for people. There are people that would wait to give until the opportunity came to give where everybody could see what you gave because it was like, oh, man, he's always coming through. Boy, she, you know, she always faithful with that. You know, and God says that that's their reward. You know, whatever people thought of you when you came down, God says, when you give, when you do your charitable, don't let your right hand know what, what your left hand is doing. Do it. I mean, you got to be so on the low. Tell my, my right hand can't know what my left hand is doing. That means that it's just, it's somehow, God says, I want to be between you and me. And God says, and when you give like that, he says, your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And so God said, don't let it be, don't, don't let it be something you do for, for people. And so, so we don't do that. We want it to be, in a sense, we want people to have the ability to give with that anonymity, that this is between you and the Lord, what God has put upon your heart. I encourage every family to pray about what you're supposed to do and then do what God tells you to do. And it's between you guys and the Lord. It should be done as an act of, of worship. It shouldn't be done because your arm has been twisted or you've been made to feel bad or you have an opportunity to shine in front of people. God says, I want it to be done you know, between you and me. And so I want to note that with this widow's might, as Jesus watched how she gave, he didn't say, no, 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 don't give that. That's all you have. You're poor. He let her give it. Here's another thing. There will be times, and there have been times when people that don't have a lot want to give something out of their heart. They, they want to give it. And I've learned that you can't say no. You can't say, no, 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 you keep that. You, you don't, I know you need it more. That you let them give it because it's they're giving it as unto the Lord and you don't rob them of the blessing of participating because they don't have a lot. Um, Jesus didn't rob that woman, but I know she was taken care of. There's another story. We're not going to turn to it. But if you'd like to write it in your notes, you can write down first Kings 17 verses 10 to 13. And there was a widow there who, you know, when the prophet got there, she said all she had was a jar of oil and some just a little bit less. I'm going to make she said, I'm going to make my last meal for me and my son and we're going to eat it. Then we're going to die. And he said, you know what, take that and do what you said. Go make, but make me a cake first. And that sounds a little selfish, doesn't it? He says, you mean you're about to make your last meal for you and your son? Y'all going to die? He said, no, go get that movie and make me a cake first. Bring me a cake. And, and, and then, and then do take, we'll see if we got something left for y'all. But as she did that for him, he read the story. God multiplied that. She never, they, they never did eat a last meal and die. God, God replenished it. And so 
again, I look at that and I think, man, she's giving her last. God said, I'll take your last. But I'll bless it, though. But I'll do something with it. And so sometimes people in self-preservation mode where it's like, I can't give because this is all I have. God was like, that's that's that might be the problem that you're 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 so focused on taking care of yourself. that You're not trusting God. And so giving is an act of faith. God, I, sometimes we give in and I don't I, my needs aren't even all all the way lined up. But we give in faith. We give in obedience. We still trust you. Um, to continue to provide for our needs according to your riches and glory. It won't be by my hoarding and keeping that I prosper. Uh, it'll be through giving. And it doesn't really make sense, but it's, it's biblical. So um, do we give when we're still broke? Yes, we do. Um, they did. Other people did. We should also. Verse three, moving on, he says, for I bear witness that according to their ability, yes, and beyond their ability, they were freely willing and so he says, even up to their ability, they gave according to what they could, their ability, but they even gave beyond what they were able. Um, they went over and above. And again, like the widows might, God is not necessarily looking at how much we give, but but how we give. What it, that's not the amount that I give, but it's what does it cost me to give it? And it's different. You know, as Jesus looked at that group, there were people that gave out of their abundance. It didn't really cost them anything. Um, it was out of their abundance and other people gave and it was really costly. Sometimes it's people that don't have very much, but in in measure of what they have, they've actually given more. And so, you know, something I believe is important when we give uh, to the Lord that uh, we should pray it through. We should pray about what we give, but our giving should be generous to the Lord. It shouldn't be something where um, I shouldn't be tipping God. You know, when I go to a restaurant and I sit there and I'm like, mm, uh, I tip. You know, I'm deciding whether or not service was good or bad. Uh, I'm just I'm deciding what I'm going to leave as a tip based on how much I have. You know, uh, it was bad service. If I didn't get my water filled up at least three times, y'all know I'm a waterholic. Um, you're not getting a good tip out of me. I need my water. By You saw the empty cup there? The empty cup was there three times you walked by. You know, that's the, every time you walk by, that's less tip for you, you know. But I've been places where... They keep coming. I had one place. They came and brought the jug. And I said, That's, I'm, I'm going to take care of you now. You know, I got my water on over here, you know. Um, you know, but I'm just I'm deciding based on service. You know, it's not necessarily generosity or whatever. It's just based on what I feel. I can't do God like that. I can't do God's work, God's kingdom, God's things. I can't be like, well, you know, let's see how I feel today when I get there. It should be something that's been prayed about, decided upon. And it should be done. It should be out of out of generosity, out of out of a willing heart. So they did above and beyond. They went beyond what they were even able to do. And something really important, it says in verse three, it says that um, they went beyond their ability. It says they were freely willing. And when it comes to giving, that's the way God wants it to be. God doesn't want it to be out of constraint or pressure or manipulation. Uh, God wants our giving to be free will. And um, that's another difference from, you know, if, if, if I stood here and told you, if you don't give so much X amount, you're going to be cursed with a curse. You might be like, well, I'm, I don't really want to give it, but I don't want that curse. So I'm going to go ahead and give it. That's not really free will. That's out of kind of you've been manipulated in a sense. God wants our giving to be something that's done free, free will. And that is it's like part of worship. Um, best way I can illustrate it. You know, when I was going to school. Um, like most kids, I don't know, I can't speak for all kids. Maybe some kids love school. I didn't like school. So I didn't like to get up. So that was my mother's job every day. Get up, Billy, it's time to get up. Get your clothes, get your ass, clean your face, iron clothes. Like she had to, she had to be on me to get up and get, because if I could lag, if I could get laid, if I could, 
if I could sneeze, you know, and not go or whatever, I was going to get out of it if I could, you know. It was her burden to get me going. But I remember every once in a while there'd be a, a field trip. And I remember we had a day, we had a, a, a Magic Mountain trip for school. And did she have to wake me up? No, no sir. <laughs> I was up. Clothes was ironed the night before. Outfit was picked out. Everything matched. I was out the door on the bus before she probably woke up to think about getting me. She didn't have to do anything. I was, my own motivation had me out the door, dressed up, ready to go. I couldn't wait to get there. I was early. Um, meet my friends, get some candy, and be ready for the bus or whatever. And it, that's a big difference. You know, when it's like, go, come on, get, get, get up. God doesn't want to be behind you with this giving thing like, come on, you need to do more, do better. God's like, I want you to grow to a place where you understand my goodness, my grace, my mercy, my provision, my blessing upon your life. And it'd be something that you just up and at it on your own. That's how he would want it to be. And so this group here, they were freely willing for you guys have been doing the Bible. We're in Leviticus now, but before Leviticus, we were in Exodus. And toward the end of Exodus, if you're writing notes, write down Exodus chapter 35 and 36. We're not trying to go to it, but in Exodus 35 and 36, Moses was told by God uh, he had been given all the things necessary for the building of the tabernacle, all the all the things that they were that God required. And then God told him that, hey, I want you to take an offering from the people. Tell the people all the things that are needed and let them give. And when you read through Exodus 35 and 36, there's a phrase we see over and over again. It says all those who had a willing heart. All those whose hearts were stirred, but you see the willing heart, they brought the materials that were necessary. They didn't go bothering people whose hearts weren't willing, whose hearts weren't stirred, who didn't get it. But all those whose hearts were willing brought materials. And as you get to chapter 36, they brought so much that what did Moses do? Might know. Moses had to tell them, stop, y'all giving too much. You know, like we have more than enough to do what God gave us to do. Um, that the giving was so generous and so free-willed. This is just the people that were willing to do so. I believe that that's what pleases God's heart when when we're able to serve, we're able to give, we're able to move out of a place where, God, I'm freely willing to do this. It's a blessing to me to be a part of it. And that's how the the Macedonians were were giving. Um, Just to note, uh, the churches in Macedonia... Um, they would have been from it's a place of northern Greece. So it would have been the church of Philippi and also the church of Thessal- Thessalonica. Th- y'all know. Thesso- Thessalonica. Yeah. <laughs> Thessalonica. <laughs> All right. The, 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 uh, before Timothy, that, that church. So those are the churches that would have been around that area that were that were giving in in this way. And so look at verse four. Now it says Im- they were imploring us. With much urgency that we would receive the gift and the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. They were having to, you know, basically insist that they would take the gift. Um, it, it looks like maybe because they were, uh, you know, a struggling area, they were also in poverty. They were like, no, you guys, it's all right. They were insisting. They, it said that they were imploring us with much urgency that we would receive the gift. And it says, and the fellowship of the ministering of the saints. And one thing here that, you know, they were insisting, they wanted to give it. I already said earlier, you don't turn, you don't tell someone that doesn't have much, they they can't participate in giving. You let them um, because it's from their heart and you don't want to rob them of it. I was listening to, uh, ah, man, uh, it's a pastor in Philadelphia and 
Uh, he said years ago, way back, you know, it may have been the 80s or 90s, they had they were building a building and, you know, people were giving and they were they were, you know, they were just praying and believing God, trusting God for his, you know, building it as they could. And they said a lady came up and she had a guitar. She said she was a hippie lady and she had a guitar and um, something else, something, some minor thing. And he said, I, she said, I want to give these things and I want you to sell them and put it toward the building. And he said they started to tell her no, you know, and, and she was like, no, this is God put this on my heart. I'm giving this. I want this to go towards it. And so he said, I, I couldn't rob her of that. That was God had moved upon her heart. He said the guitar was beat up. It probably wasn't going to be murf very much, but she had purpose in her heart to give it. We couldn't we couldn't rob her of of that, you know. Um, and so, again, they, there's a as you look at the last part of verse four, it says um, they, they, they you know, implored us that we would with urgency that we would receive the gift. It says and the fellowship of the ministering to the saints and. There, there is a fellowship, you know, when, when you get a group of people that are all we're all serving towards one end or we're all giving towards something. When you give towards something, your, your heart is attached to that thing. You know, when you when people have you know given their resources, given their their own effort and time into something, it your heart becomes attached to it. The Bible says that where your treasure is, what there your heart will be also. And that's an important thing because. If none of my treasure is wrapped up in God's stuff, that my treasure, where's my treasure at? You know, what's my heart attached to? Where is my treasure? Is my treasure in a garage? Is my treasure in a in a in a location? Is my treasure is my is any of my treasure wrapped up in the things of God? Is that what my heart cares about? Am I into that? Um, that's that's Matthew and 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 I'll come to that in just a minute. So. Um, you know, both of these things they did, they 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 gave of them, their heart was attached to what they were doing. That's Matthew 621, where it says where our, where our heart is, where our treasure is, that, that's where our heart will be also. And that's something for us to consider. You know, is any of my heart wrapped up in the things of God? Do I have I participated in giving to the work and serving in the work in a way that I even care about the work? Um, or is my heart wrapped up in other stuff? There should be. Uh, we should be careful not to live this life. And all our treasure being things that don't even matter. Um, and that's how some people live. Some people's treasure is all wrapped up in things that God's like, I don't care about that. Um, I try to be careful about that. You know, um, the Bible doesn't make you the Bible wouldn't make me feel bad about having some things. But the Bible would condemn things having me. You guys know the difference? Um, there are people that can somebody can have a car. I got a car. You know, I got a car. Y'all got cars. We got a car. We drove here. Right. But some people's cars have them. Some people's cars a dictate to them what they do and where they go. I got a friend, I won't point him out, he's here today. But at one point in time, <clears throat> when he wasn't doing as well with Jesus as he is now, he had a car. He says he went out on a Sunday morning and he was just going to wipe it a little bit before he went to church. And then go to church shining with his rims on his whatever beam or whatever it was. And he says he started wiping. He says, and, and lo and behold, as he looked up and I don't know how much time had gone by, the car was probably lit, shining. I'm Clint. <laughs> oh man! But uh, missed service, missed everything. He tells that story himself. I know he don't mind. So, but he said he just got out there, and, and then uh, you know the Lord took that thing away. It had him. You know, you don't want to let your things have you. You can have some things, right? But don't let them have you. Don't let them be the thing that control what you do and, and what you don't do. Um, be careful about that because God died to have you and he should have all of you. Amen. And so 
Um, moving on to verse, look at verse five. It says, and not only as we had hoped, <clears throat> but they first gave themselves to the Lord, then to us by the will of God. And I thought this was really important. Second Corinthians is a book that circles back to some things that were hit on in first Corinthians. There had been some sin within the church in between the first letter and this letter. The Corinthians had dealt with the sin and were moving past that, working toward unity and forgiveness. This is something that's easier said than done. The hard work is addressing sin, but sometimes the hard work that's required after that is choosing to forgive once the sin issue has been resolved. This is the best way for relationships to move forward after having a rift. Are any of these topics something that you can relate to in your life? Pointing out areas of sin, working at forgiving, and striving for unity? Of course they are. You're human. We like to come alongside you and be a support in these areas that you might be currently addressing. Would you text or call us and share where you are in the process? Our number is 310-245-4811. That number again is 310-245-4811. We'd be happy to listen and pray with you through these things. If you're in the area, it would be so great to meet you in person. We meet every Sunday at 10 a.m. and Wednesday at 7 p.m. If you'd like more info, go to CalvaryInglewood.org for our location and directions. Thank you for tuning in today to A Transforming Word. Next time, Pastor Bill will continue teaching through the book of 2 Corinthians. We hope this ministry has been and continues to be a blessing to you in the days that we're living in. Join us again on A Transforming Word.